calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. So grab your workers' union. And let's get civical. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Wallentowski. And I just have to say that last night at like, maybe like 7 or 8 p.m., I was just scrolling through my phone. Maybe I was like scrolling through Facebook for some weird reason, and I saw an article about that that this is the anniversary is coming up for the or the anniversary was yesterday for the triangle shirtwaist factory which is our Mm -hmm. episode topic for today and i thought to myself oh my god we should do an episode Ah! on the triangle shirtwaist factory fire and then i was gonna text you that but i was like no i can't be the dick that's like at 8 p.m (laughs) <laughs> the night before we're going to record to say, hey, Arden, can we do, like, change all plans? Let's do it on this. And I and so I, I put, I was like, let me just tell her and maybe we'll do it for the next one because this, right. this is like a good episode topic. Um, and you just read my mind. I and read so your when, mind. When you sent the email today with the notes, I was like, she and I are so in sync. Same I, wavelength. Same wavelength. I'm Joy Fatone. You are Justin Timberlake. We are in yes. sync. In sync. In sync. So, yeah. I mean, I looked, I was like, what's, you know, because we try and keep it relevant to the day, mm-hmm. the time, the whatever. 
And I looked online and I was like, the first, well, the first thing that came up was, uh, like, in this week of history was the polio vaccine was oh invented or released or something. Oh. And I was like, oh, we should do an episode just on, like, polio. Sure, that We've talked about doing an episode on just polio. Polio, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about there. There's a, a lot happening with her. But then I clicked, like, the next day and I was like, oh, this is it. The yeah. Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. Yes. This is what we're talking about. There's no other choice. There's no other choice. I mean, and I hate, I mean, I hate to start with fun facts up top, <laughs> but fun fact, I had class at NYU in the building that the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire happened in. That's great. Yeah. Like, I... In, in, on the site and there's like a plaque or there's some, yeah. there's some sort of like commemorative thing so i'm excited to talk about this because i feel yep. like it's personal it's mm-hmm. it's it's in our own backyard it's in our own backyard it's like people it's mainly mostly women i think all yeah. women who died um they were young you know like just yeah. trying to earn a living it's a bizarre, I mean, it's so sad. It's so sad. And it's also such a bizarre, like, catastrophe mm-hmm. that happened. And then it also prompted so much, like, outrage and therefore, like, finally um, addressing workers, like, working conditions. Yes. And, like, yes. a series huge. of laws. A huge, huge. 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 Which doesn't normally happen when a bunch of women you know, die tragically. Like usually yeah. that's not what like spurns people into action. So no, it's more like, ho hum. Ho hum. Wait till the men die and then we'll do something, you know, <laughs> we'll, like, we'll do something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. Let's talk yeah. about it. But before we do, do you want to talk about today's sources? Ooh, there's only two. Cause the first one I think we've maybe used before, I but really, so a, really a heavy hitter today. Cause they had yeah. some great information. Um, AFL CIO, the union, and for obvious reasons, they had a lot of information on the Triangle Shirtwaist factory fire. Because, like we said, it's the a lot of people died. It was horrible and tragic, and it didn't have to happen. Like yeah. the, the fire, oh, yeah. you know, it was it was just you know the the fire is one thing, but the the death and the yeah. tragedy that happened. It's like did everything not that could to. go wrong did go wrong. Every every bad decision that could have yes. been made, yes, in regards to safety, was made. Was made and for <laughs> and and so that the two guys who owned the factory could make more money. Like that was yeah. it. There's no. Yeah. There's no like. Well, maybe they just didn't. No. 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 They had a history of being really bad employer employers, mm-hmm. and they locked these people inside, and a lot of them died. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, and the other the other source I, I should say is history.com. Of course. We don't go anywhere no. without her. Is it oh, a Saturday? Is is it a day a day that ends in Y? We she right. is with us. Honestly, if we tell you if we have two sources, but we only tell you which what one of them is, fill in the blanks. Fill in the blank. You can assume. Fill in the blanks. It's us. Like, you know Come us. On. You know us. We've been here. It's just 210 episodes in. You know that we're talking with history.com. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. And even if we're not using her as a source directly She's for here that episode, spirit. trust that we've looked. We've, we've looked. looked. We checked there first. <laughs> right. That's That's it. Okay. Let's jump into what it was for those of you who, because I actually didn't hear about the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire until I was in New York uh, and simply having class on the side of the 
I mean, you were like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you this know, I, I, that's not to say that this tragedy wasn't, I mean, it was a huge thing nationally at the time. And as I'm sure taught in some various forms across the nation, but in, in Lowell, Texas, where I was at, it didn't reach us. So for those of you who might be like me, this is overview what it was. So on Saturday, March 25th, 1911, a fire broke out on the top floors of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. Firefighters arrived at the scene, but their ladders were not tall enough to reach the upper floors of the 10-story building. So we have tragedy number one. Yes. Which is that in New York City, the city where, like, buildings are taller, even in 1911... We don't have ladders tall enough. No. no, we can't reach the people. And ten story, a ten story building, not like my apartment building is six floors. Sure. Well, for nineteen eleven, like it might have been because this is like pr- the pre skyscraper era. You know. Yeah. Like this is ten stories in nineteen eleven. I feel like is a very, you know, is a very tall a, building. Is okay. a tall building because sure. I feel like it's just brownstones. As far as, oh, like, height goes, like, that, that type of yeah, height yeah. in this. Because, yep. like, when's the Empire State Building? I know it's later than this. It's 1930-something? Thir- yeah. So we're not far off from the skyscraper era, but, like, we still haven't quite full. It hasn't fully engulfed New York. It was completed in 1931. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. And this building, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire Building, was not built in 1911. It was built, obviously, way before that. Yes. So, they, yes. It's not like, you know, there's a 20-year span. It's not like, all of a sudden, these buildings were going up all the way around. And this building right. was old. Right. I feel like once you get the first 10-story building, you have to start looking at the ladders. Right. Right. That's what I would do. That, that's what I would do. Let's fire build chief. a ladder. Go up higher. Yeah. Be like, okay, great. Yeah. Now we have tall buildings. Let's get bigger right. ladders. Right. Because somehow they built the building that high. What did they use to get up there? Where are those ladders? I don't know. You're, when it comes to architecture, you're barking up the wrong tree, my girl. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you make a building. <laughs> I, I watch buildings being constructed and I'm like, how have we put this much trust into humanity? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so that's bullet number one. We what? have a tall building, not not tall enough ladders. Okay. Continuing oh on with the overview section. Trapped inside because the owners had locked the fire escape exit doors, workers jumped to their deaths. In a half an hour, the fire was over and 146 of the 500 workers, mostly young women, were dead. 146, 146 because yeah. we didn't have tall enough ladders yep. and probably more importantly i think the, the more catastrophically they locked the doors they locked the doors because yeah. they could have exit like it started at the top so a lot right. of people could have fled yeah. if they were able to get out if the doors were unlocked unlocked yeah so let's talk about the life of a shirtwaist worker Ooh. Yeah, I mean, this is not a life I would want. No. I, oof, no. The shirtwaist makers, as young as 15, worked seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. with God. a half-hour lunch break. I just, there's no, you do nothing else but work. Like, mm-hmm. I would just, I like, 
<laughs> just like lay down in the street and like let a buggy run me over because what like what is the point like you're just working to go to work the next day so that you can have your hovel so that you can go to work the next day like there's no fun there's no yeah. there's nothing to life during the busy season the work was nearly non-stop they were paid six bucks a week in some cases they were required to use their own needles threads irons and occasionally their own sewing machines jeez just they give didn't... them needles i know like, really? Like, B-Y-O-N? Like, that's not... That's not... That's not cute. No. The factories also were unsanitary, or as a young striker explained, unsanitary. That's the word that is generally used, but there ought to be a worse one used. Well, yeah, because when you imagine, you know, 500 people working simultaneously for over 13 hours straight... There's oh. no cleaning. <laughs> There's no cleaning. Who's cleaning? Who's coming in to clean? Yeah. Like, where are Nobody. we at with indoor plumbing at this point? I don't not know. Not great. Not probably. I'm going to guess not Not great if not it's there. Great. And not yeah. well kept. Right. At the Triangle Factory, women had to leave the building to use the bathroom. Great. Okay. My fingers okay. on the pulse. Fingers on the pulse. So management began locking the steel exit doors to prevent the, quote, interruption of work. Mm. And only the foreman had the key. They couldn't mm. even pee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could not even pee. The shirtwaist, which is a woman's blouse, was one of the country's first fashion statements that had crossed class lines. The booming ready-made clothing industry made the stylish shirtwaist affordable even for working women. It's like the OG fast fashion. Yes. Yes. And everybody loves. This is like the OG Zara. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Just to put it into modern context. Yes. That's great. Also, Zara, please do not sue us for saying that. <laughs> Just making a comparison. Just here. making okay. a comparison. It's nothing. It's not in relation to you. Just I know. Love, I know. There's, love Zara. Have relax. Many, relax. Yeah. I have a lot of Zara pieces. I have a lot relax. of Zara pieces. Yep. Worn with an ankle length skirt. The shirtwaist was appropriate for any occasion, from work to play, and was more comfortable and practical than fashion that preceded it, like corsets and hoops. Well, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, we're get, we're starting. You know, you know, we're doing. We're we're this, this, we're dipping our toes into the into the development of the Roaring Twenties era, where women are like showing more skin, where it's yes. becoming like yes. you know, you don't have to cover a hundred percent of your skin in order to be considered a modest woman. Like yeah. we're starting to lean more into comfort, more into looseness yes. ever so slightly. And like, this is the very beginnings of that, of like, yeah. okay, yeah, oh, let's uh, let's get rid of the, the corset and hoops. How about just a, a long shirt? A long shirt and a bra. And a bra. Not, not a corset. Not a corset. Just keep, keep, keep the girls up. You know, keep up, keep up. So let's talk about why this fire happened. How how did this this catastrophe come to be? The Triangle Factory, owned by Max Blank and Isaac Harris, was located in the top three floors of the Ash Building on the corner of Green Street and Washington Place in Manhattan. It was a true sweatshop employing young immigrant women who worked in a cramp space at lines of sewing machines. Nearly all the workers were teenage girls who did not speak English and worked, as we said, for 12 hours a day. 
1911, there were four elevators with access to the factory floors, but only one was fully operational and the workers had to file down a long, narrow corridor in order to reach it. So I'm, I'm starting to smell some egress issues. Egress issues abound. 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 You gotta check your egress. You really gotta mm-hmm. check your egress. Also, my cat is sort of screaming at the top of its lungs. So if you hear <laughs> meowing, there's nothing I can do. He's out of his oh. mind. Here we go. <laughs> My cat has retired and is sleeping behind my computer. I love so. it. Mine is yeah. deciding that he needs to be inside this room with me. And if I bring him in here, all chaos will ensue. So <laughs> I have to pick my poison. Continuing on, there were two stairways down to the street, but one was locked from the outside to prevent stealing. And the other only opened inward. The fire escape was so narrow that it would have taken hours for all the workers to use it, even in the best of circumstances. So are you seeing the vision? Are you we seeing the vision? We have four elevators. Only one is used. <laughs> to get to the elevator, it's a narrow, probably single file corridor that you have to go down. Remember, there's 500 people who have to get out of this building. Then there are two stairwells. Only one is actually operational to exit. But that one is locked. The other one, you can only open from the outside. And then the fire escapes and then the are fire too escapes. dingy to, to actually use. <laughs> then it's not a fire escape. And is I would call it not a fire escape. If you I would call it a fire, a, a fire not escape. <laughs> a fire not escape. Fire, a fire, stay in. right there. <laughs> oh my God. I do have like moments of panic when not moments of panic. That's strong. But like you, you know, every, we all it's required in New York that you have to have a fire escape. Yeah. And I'm like, who is checking these things? These have not mm. been opened in years. If they have ever been opened, yeah. I'm pretty sure the one outside our building that I keep turning my head to look at would fall off if I stepped on it. Like, yeah, I just, it's an issue that we're not talking about. And doing this episode, like it, like, Makes me a little You're stressed. Like, stressed. Somebody should. I be feel like at yeah. This. If any of our listeners know what the requirements are for building inspections, when it comes to like fire escape, when it comes to like structural, whatever is like, what do buildings? I mean, not just here, but anywhere. Like I'm thinking the the event recently that like fucked me up was. Do you remember in? Was it Miami when that apartment building collapsed oh God, like yes. a year or two ago? Yes. That really messed me up. I was like, yeah. how? Because you never think about it. You don't think no. about like, oh, are the buildings structurally? This is what I was talking about <laughs> at the beginning. We're putting so much faith into humanity by building buildings, yeah. like people building buildings, and then right. people have to check the buildings yes. to make people sure that the buildings the bu- can still be buildings. I just, I just want to know, and if anybody knows, like, what... Because I'm sure that, like, buildings have to be inspected. Yeah. I'm just like, who's, do, like, who's, who's doing, doing that? Well, the, the city does have a department of buildings. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. I'm going to guess that they are doing the inspecting, but they're not looking at every building once a year. Yeah, they're not looking at my fire escape. No. Nobody has come to check it out. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried, too. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. 
You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwein, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Great, now that we're all worked up, here we go. Keep a, <laughs> continuing on of what happened at the why the fire was bad. Yep. The danger of fires in factories, like the Triangle Shirtwaist, was well known, but high levels of corruption in both the garment industry and city government generally ensured that no useful precautions were taken to prevent fires. I mean, that's the least surprising sentence I ever uh, read. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also it makes me stressed out about what we were just talking about. Yes. I don't like. I'm like, if you're like. going to corrupt any department, please don't let it be the Department of Buildings. Like, I just no, want the no. buildings to stay up. Corrupt literally anything else. Anything else. Anything but else. But just the, the buildings, please still stand. I want the buildings to still stand. Blanick and Harris already had a suspicious history of factory fires. That's crazy. You crazy. Need to this isn't the first time that something has caught no. a blaze on their watch. No. Well, let's talk about it. The Triangle Factory was twice scorched in 1902, while their Diamond Waste Company factory also burned twice, once in 1907 and the second time in 1910. That's four fires. Yes. Four fires at their factories before the Triangle Mm -hmm. Shirtwaist Factory fire. Yes. Oh, this is fun. It seems that Blanick and Harris deliberately torched their workplaces before business hours in order to collect on the large fire insurance policies they purchased, which, of course, was not an uncommon practice in the 20th century. (laughs) They're like, this isn't making money. Let's torch it and make money. Well, I'm also like, okay, were people in the building when they did this? I or? don't think so. Okay. I think that's why they said, like, before business hours. Okay, I think that's what they mean. Like, Look, nobody was hurt, but... That's yeah. what I'm saying. If you're going to be corrupt and do crazy shit, do it like this. Don't put people... Mm-hmm. Don't put other humans in danger. No. That's Just, rude. Yeah. But if you want to burn your own property to the ground, by all means. But don't put people in danger. No. While this was not the cause of the 1911 fire, so... They didn't torch the shirtwaist factory in 1911. They didn't. It wasn't intentionally set. 
No. It contributed to the tragedy as Blahnik and Harris refused to install sprinkler systems and take other safety measures in case they needed to burn down their shops again. So they essentially didn't put things in place because they were like, no. we may we may have to burn this place to the ground. We may burn this down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're let's... not going to do something that would like prevent the destruction that we need in order to collect fire insurance money. Yes. These guys suck. They suck. They're they fucking suck. dickheads. That's why I don't care if we're not saying his name right. They yeah. Suck. Yeah. Two they thumbs suck. way down. Way Enemies down on of the these show, assholes. These two. Added to the list. I'm adding it to the list. Yeah. George George Wallace and these two guys. Yeah. So let's talk about the day of the fire. On March 25th, a Saturday afternoon, a day now sacred in the life of American workers. A Saturday. I know. A day now sacred. Do you know what's crazy? So we're recording this on Monday, or Monday, my God, Sunday, March 26th, which means yesterday was Saturday, March 25th. March 25th. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, that is nuts. So, Saturday, March 25th, there were 600 workers at the factory when a fire began in a rag bag. The manager attempted to use the fire hose to extinguish it, but was unsuccessful. As the hose was rotted. Oh, super. Super. And its valve was, you guessed it, rusted shut. Is that not? You can't see that? Like, that's what I... I'm like, you can't, you're not walking by, you see the hose and you're like, that looks rough. That looks not great. Yeah. So we've, we've got no ladders, we've got no way to get out, and we've got no way to put out the fire. Great. Right. No sprinklers. No sprinklers, no nothing. The the water hose doesn't work. Trapped in this wood box. Yeah. As the fire grew, panic ensued. The young workers tried to exit the building by the elevator, but it could only hold 12 people, and the operator was able to make just four trips back and forth before it broke down amid the heat and flames. Mm. In a desperate attempt to escape the fire, the girls left behind waiting for the elevator plunged down the elevator shaft to their deaths. The girls who fled via the stairwells also met awful demises. When they found a locked door at the bottom of the stairs, many were burned alive. Ugh. Jesus. Yeah, there's truly no way out. There's truly no way out. Those workers who were on the floors above the fire, including the owners, fuck twads, escaped to the roof and then to the adjoining buildings. As firefighters arrived, they witnessed a horrible scene. Yeah. The girls who did not make it to the stairwells or the elevator were trapped by the fire inside the factory and began to jump from the windows to escape it. The bodies of the jumpers fell on the fire hoses, making it difficult to begin fighting the fire. The firefighters' ladders only reached seven floors high, and the fire was on the eighth floor. God. In one case, a life net was unfurled to catch jumpers, but three girls jumped at the same time, ripping the net. The nets turned out to be mostly ineffectual. <laughs> well, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, sure. it's a, you know, at this point, right. we're, we're grasping at straws here. Like, the, the fact right. that they had a net, I was like, okay. I, okay. Know. That sounds, that's a plus. Within 18 minutes, it was all over. 49 workers had burned to death or been suffocated by smoke. 36 were dead in the elevator shaft, and 58 died from jumping to the sidewalks. God. Jesus. That, all. Oh. That's so many people. It's so many people, like, Oh, yeah. Like, like, oh, that image is horrible. Yeah. 
with two more dying later from their injuries. A total of 146 people were killed by the fire. I would like to point out, you know who didn't die in the fire? The, the owners. fuckwad owners of the factory. Yeah. yeah. They got out. Yeah. Honestly, like, by pure luck, it sounds yeah. like, because yeah. they just happened to be on the floors above. But yeah, it's a real, like, it feels it's, very much like, you know, the... It's the drunk driver who's who like miraculously survives a crash without a scratch, but kills a family. Yeah, that's so funny. I was actually thinking of the Titanic. Um, the sure, yes, yes, the guy who survived the Titanic who like owned the White Star yes. Line or whatever it was. Yep. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Where it's like, oh, Mister Ismay, Mister Ismay, Mister Ismay. Mm-hmm. I believe you make I think it you'll your, get headlines your headlines now, Mister Ismay. Ismay. Are we? T- <laughs> We're so in sync. <laughs> That's the craziest thing that's happened in a long time. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I think you'll get your headlines, Mr. Ismay. Mr. Ismay. Whew. That episode's coming up. Oh, my God. Listen, you know, like, two weeks we're talking Titanic. Multi-part episode on Titanic is coming your way, everybody. Coming your way. I'm going to start watching documentaries. Also called the Titanic. Also called the Titanic. (laughs) Um. But yes, back to back to the Triangle Showways factory. Yeah, it's it's on the one hand, there's obviously an injustice of them surviving. But on the other hand, it is at least helpful to know that like they have to now face the her the the horror of their actions, you yes, know? That is so, true. Yep. It is it is helpful. I mean, it's not helpful. Like I, I don't know. There's no there's no winning situation here, but like I don't know what's worse, dying in this factory or having to live for the rest of your life knowing that 146 people not only died, but died horrifically. Yes. Like every scenario, whether it was the people who jumped to their deaths from the from the building, jumped to their death from the elevator shaft or literally just burned. All three of those scenarios are absolutely horrific. Horrific. So weirdly enough, um, this fire uh, didn't go over well with the general public, and no. there were strikes. There was a lot of a lot of people were upset, which uh, makes total sense. Makes this total is, sense. This is horrible. Well, let's let's end on successful change that happened. So a week after the fire, Anne Morgan and Alva Belmont hosted a meeting at the, of course, Metropolitan Opera House to demand action on fire safety and people of all backgrounds packed the hall. A few days later, more than 350,000 people participated in a funeral march for the Triangle's dead. Three months later, after pressure from activists... New York's governor signed a law creating the Factory Investigating Committee, which had unprecedented powers. The commission investigated nearly 2,000 factories in dozens of industries, and with the help of such workers' rights advocates as Francis Perkins, enacted eight laws covering fire safety, factory inspections, and sanitation and employment rules for women and children. The following year, they pushed for 25 more laws, entirely rewriting New York State's labor laws and creating a State Department of Labor to enforce the laws. Yes, enforcement, enforcement. Enforcement, it's all about enforcement. It's all about enforcement. During the Roosevelt administration, 
Francis Perkins, and Robert Wagner, who chaired this commission, helped create the nation's most sweeping worker protections through the New Deal, including the National Labor Relations Act. So yes. good did happen, like on good. a very large scale. On a very large scale. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the the fact that we have like functioning fire escapes on our building now is like a direct tie to the Triangle Stairways factory. Yes. You know, fire. Yeah. Even though we, it's not like we, this isn't a factory, but like you can see like the direct, like all of the things <laughs> yeah. that we're like, how is it that there's no egress? Like the fact that we right, even right. have a concept of egress is because of the Triangle Stairways factory fire. Yeah. It all ties together. Right. And like building codes. Building codes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you gotta... Elevators, you know, elevators, like stairwells. Ele- like right. having people like, have to like get in and out. Stairwells Hello? be wide enough. Like that's yes. a thing. Yes. Like you have to have a certain amount of like feet in order to have a, a fire code stairwell. It's crazy. Yep. So that is our episode on the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. I wanted to say something quippy here, but it's there's nothing coming to mind because it's such a <laughs> profound it's such event. A, Jesus. Uh, yep. It is now an NYU building, which is weird. I had class there. <laughs> it's weird. But so weird. I'm glad we have fire codes now. Yes. So as always, if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.